Have you guys you guys ever seen House Bones before? I've they've had to because of the the, the things that have the awful things that have been happening in Texas. They had there've been people doing a smash in my house, and I can see okay. the House Bones before, or like now, and it's crazy, mm-hmm. man. It's 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 like a skeleton, and you live inside a skeleton. Everybody what? lives inside a skeleton. That is a terrifying uh, image. Yeah, that I can't even fathom. Are they like? Do you think that was like as built? Like they were built designed to look like bones? I think all houses are built to look like bones. And then drywall is the flesh. The meat. The meat is the, well, the uh, insulation is the meat. The wiring is the nervous system. Yes. The hmm. plumbing is your digest the digestive system. The house is a body. What are we? Of we are a oh, parasite. We're parasites living inside. <laughs> This is a lot. I can't really picture it, but now I'm very terrified. You should maybe, be. Maybe you're not living in a house, is what I'm saying. Oh no, we do. We, it's actually it's a big uh, frog. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Besties, where the best friends play the best <laughs> games. It's a game club for big kids, and uh, and I'm Griffin McElroy. Welcome to the Besties, a game club where we talk about the latest and greatest in gaming. And this we, week, we're talking about Super no, Mario. No, what? We, we got to do the intro of everyone's names. Hey. <laughs> And this is, I'm here with a lot. Of, my name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Ross Frutchick, and I know the best game of the week. At least you may as well just do it. We've fucked this up so bad already. Yeah. My name is Elise Willems, and I know the best game of the week. And welcome to the Besties, where the world's best friends talk about the world's best games and entertainment. And today we're talking about... Super Mario 3D World. And one of us is going to say the name wrong over and over again, and you need to be okay with that. There's, they <laughs> they ding-dang snuck another game up in here, too. It's Bowser's Fury, and we're going to be talking about what that is also because it's part of the same video gaming package. Justin is not with us. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Chris, Christopher, what is Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury? It's two games in one. The first one is Super Mario 3D World, and it came out for the Wii U. It's one of the best Mario games ever made, and nobody played it because it was on the Wii U. It's, uh, it has four-player co-op. It's 2.5D. Yeah. The other one is Bowser's Fury. It's an open-world game, but not like Super Mario Odyssey. It's like just no. one big, full open world, and there are lots of cats, and if you get a little slow... Like, say you're just taking your time enjoying the environment, a big giant Bowser the size of a kaiju comes in and it kicks your ass. Yep. It's the scariest Mario game. And we're going to talk about it right now because we no longer take a break here. Elise, what is your, <laughs> um, what is your, your history with uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mario and uh, sort of their antics? Big Mario fan. An anomaly, I know, but a big, big Mario fan. Super Mario Sunshine, I would say, is my favorite game Jesus in Christ in the Mario verse. We're not <laughs> judging. 
Are you all judging? Is there yeah, not one of you, you that's an outlier? Our, you came into our house, and it's like you—it's like you left your muddy boots on talking about Super Mario Sunshine with such. <laughs> the house skeleton is spitting you out. The house skeleton hates it. <laughs> Who here had played Super Mario 3D World before? I had. I had. Yeah. Some of it. Russ, yeah. had you? I played it maybe like two or three levels, very, very briefly. Yeah, I played through all of it with with friends. I played through it all with four players, which I think is how it's sort of supposed to be ingested um but you were playing you were playing locally i'm sure yeah i mean on wii u yes there was no other there was no other option uh i have not been able to log as much multiplayer time in with uh 3d world but it kind of seems like the only way to play it i i did not nearly enjoy it as much by myself as i did you know in a room with people that might just speak more to how much i miss being in a room with people though uh and have less to do with with mario who did anybody get multiplayer time in I have. Okay. Um, and which is why I, I wanted to to clarify that you played it locally because I also played it locally when it was on the Wii U. Yeah. I'm one of the people that ran through a Target parking lot in my pajamas to get a Wii U because <laughs> wow. on the you know after uh, after the success of the Wii, I was like, I am going to be an early adopter of this. I'm not missing out. Boy, was I wrong. But then I also had that. Were kind the pajamas of... a requirement? Yeah. Well, no. why, why did the Target make you run in the parking lot? I, yeah. I had called Target and said, do you have any we use in okay. haste? And they said, yes, we do. And I, I <laughs> said to my husband, like, start the car. We're, we're going to Target. We can, we can talk shit as much as we want about the Wii U because that's our God given right. But when you got home with the Wii U after running through the Target parking lot and you popped in Nintendo Land and you played Nintendo Land with your friends, oh. you were probably like, this fuck, this kicks ass. This is going to be the best console ever. And it was then, a joyful experience. Yeah, and then nothing else came out and, ever. No, and, and and the prospect of what that gaming pad could do or mean in terms of asymmetrical play. So rad. Like w- talking with friends about what if they made a D&D game and you yep. could have your dungeon master on the gaming pad. Like, but none of that, as we know, really came to fruition. In any, in <sighs> any form. The, like all the second screen initiatives just failed catastrophically. For sure. Uh, but I, I definitely was one of those people that an early adopter of it thought I need I, I had that buyer's bias where mm, I said, OK, well, mm. I need to double down on this. Right. So when, when th- Mario 3D World came out, I said, this is you know, coming off of New Super Mario Brothers, which was a great multiplayer Mario. I said, I, I need yes. this. And uh, locally, it was very fun. But playing it now, again, I was playing it online with friends. And maybe it's just my internet, but I had so many latency issues. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I had the same thing, actually. It, so you're not it made it virtually unplayable yeah. for me um, because we were the the friends that were, you know, playing remotely on someone else's game. But I still did have a blast, though it was just pure chaos and constant death. Yeah, it doesn't require quite as much twitchiness i would like is is easy i think this is one of the easier mario games or at least i I don't know you get you can unlock like the wild bowser hell levels um that are certainly pretty difficult but i i don't think that latency is quite as big a deal breaker as it is in like i didn't think it was bad as it was in mario maker 2 uh for Mm. the switch where it was and continues to be and will forever be like really, really an unpleasant experience playing on online multiplayer. Yeah, it's weird to me because I think Griffin, you and I and Plant, you and I uh, played um, Spelunky 2 online when it finally came out. And to have a platform experience that was like flawless online and then compare that to like 
a multi-billion dollar company in Nintendo who uh, just not, cannot still shoot can't straight seem to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I played online with Justin, actually. This is before his power went out. Yeah. And it's probably a good thing he's not on this episode because uh, he was not having a good he's time. He's never in enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. He was sort of miserable with it. But uh, specifically with online. Yeah, there was definitely some input latency. But I did play locally as well. And I played locally with my wife because I didn't have any other options. Mm-hmm. And that had different issues that I was not expecting. Like? Um, those had household issues. Yeah. Specifically <laughs> from a tension standpoint and from well, a I, have, us hating each say, other standpoint. Russ, yeah. you already introduced it as saying, I played with my wife because I had no other option. <laughs> Which <laughs> is like, not, a not a great start. Not a great start. Well, Sorry. yeah. I mean, it wasn't... Uh, I'll, I'll say this. So, so Alex loves... Uh, Stardew Valley. She loves Don't Starve. She likes thoughtful, strategic, uh, plan your uh, way through a game kind of games. Yeah. Uh, this is not that, especially in multiplayer. This turns into chaos real quick. Yes. And not only that, this game is extremely competitive. The game constantly throws like scoreboards at you to tell you how terrible you're doing. The person that's winning gets a crown. It's so it's good. like of very much shoving <laughs> it, your face into whether you lost. Yeah, it's got this weird bell, like upside down bell curve where playing it solo is fine. And then I think playing it with two people who are not necessarily on even footing in terms of like fluency in 3D platforming, it's not great. And yeah. then once you get up to four people, it's fucking awesome again because then it, it does turn into a party game. Then it does turn into well, it just constantly knocking each other into pits and like grabbing power-ups away from one another like it is so madcap and like so 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 much fun but i think you gotta do it locally you know in uh, just a few sittings is i believe the ideal way to experience this game and if you can manage that which is very difficult these days obviously uh i think it's amazing i think it's one of my favorite like mario experiences i think why it works with four and not with two is probably because the blame keeps shifting to different people whereas (laughs) when i would accidentally kill my wife there was no one else but me (laughs) yeah uh i just want to make a, a a bold claim the wii u was the best console for mario games full stop because new Super oh, Mario Brothers no, Wii you're U wrong. is the best 2D Mario game. You're no. out of your stop fucking stop. It, it, it is. It is. It is. No, it's it everybody What's agrees. your favorite what's your favorite Weezer album, Chris? Uh <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't like Weezer because <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, okay, well that's it. That's indicative. Uh, sorry, Pinkerton was great until uh it no longer seems to be cool because I can't get behind Rivers Cuomo anymore. So Okay. All right. Let's let's get to it. Anyway, New Super Mario Brothers Wii U, best 2D game. And then New Super Mario Brothers 3D World, best like summation of Mario like character and places. Like it feels like they're just like taken from every corner. And then Odyssey, which is not on Wii U, is like I think the best kind of collection of 3D games. But like they went back to back to back, like yeah. just nailed it so out of the park on all of them. Your argument that Wii U is the best Mario platform does include a game that did not come out on Wii U and didn't no, come out on three, Switch, that, which is yeah. the best Mario platform. It only got one. They got one, but Wii U got two. You know, if they release another jammer on, on the Switch, then sure. Okay. Well, in New Super Mario Brothers, that was that, that was a DS game originally, right? Uh, and it got yes. ported to Wii U? No, the Wii U version is an original game. Uh, oh. And it's the one that adds all the, like, multiplayer. 
Okay, because I def- definitely played that and enjoyed it. But I think to your point and to, to Griffin's point that uh, Mario th- uh, 3D on the Switch is a very cutthroat experience when you're playing multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Whereas New Super Mario Brothers, I mean, you could self-bubble yeah. if you wanted to, mm. to just kind of glide along, be carried. Uh, it was a very... It was much more of a team team dynamic. Whereas when I'm I'm playing 3D uh, on the Switch, and you know there there are those challenge rooms. I I don't know if, if you yeah. tackled many of those, which I really enjoyed those actually. But like because they're they're timed, and if you're messing up in those rooms and you are the weak link, like you're gonna hear about it. Yeah, the people you're playing with. <laughs> I think yeah. n- New Super Mario Brothers Wii U is a better game during the pandemic. Just from a safety perspective with your family and friends. Interesting. it brings you together. Where 3D World, that's a gamble, you know? Yeah. As we saw uh, with Freshik, yeah. who hasn't spoken with his wife in yeah. at least three weeks. <laughs> I will say, uh, from a production standpoint, is a is a feast. It's a yeah. delight. This the soundtrack's incredible. The 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 game looks amazing. Uh it is one of it is a rare game that my son, who like has no interest in, in video games really, he's he's four years old, he delighted in watching particularly any level that had the cherry power up, which is probably my favorite Mario power up. It duplicates Mario and now you're controlling multiples of them. You know, once you get six Marios all running around like Henry was cackling at, <laughs> at that like and i i think it is a i think it is a, just a very pleasant and uh approachable game but i feel like that is also true of all the mario games uh maybe actually maybe not so much bowser's fury for the sort of <laughs> kaiju mechanic <laughs> that was referenced before um chris you already kind of started walking us through bowser's Fury. i, I feel like I had read about what Bowser's Fury was, and when I started playing it, I was still kind of surprised by what it was, because uh, it's tough to really describe what yeah, it's going for. I think it, it is inspired. The only thing is it's, it's kind of uh, visually uh, ugly. So the way it works is you're in a big open world. It's like a, it's an archipelago? Is that how you pronounce Ar- it? Series of Archipelago. <laughs> archipelago. There we go. Thank you. Um, and uh, each of those sets of islands is what would normally be kind of uh, Mario level. Not so unlike Mario Galaxy. The issue is, you know, you can you can freely go between islands. You have Plessy or whatever the Loch Ness monster friend Plessy, is called. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you can go between it. All of that is great. Uh, but from a visual standpoint, it results in this really non-Nintendo thing where the panoramas or the landscapes are just like random pieces of obstacles from other lands. So yeah. it just looks it looks like just not thought out. This kind of pays off. So we mentioned that, you know, there's a giant Kaiju Bowser. Uh, you collect star shines, which are fi- effectively stars. They're actually cat, cat shines. In- oh, sorry. Cat shines. Thank you. You collect these shines by accomplishing various uh, tasks on these, on these islands. And once you have enough, you ring a bell, a cat bell, and you turn into a giant cat. And then you fight giant Bowser. And these fights are not great. They're like Mario 64 style fights. But the one novel thing is the environment. All of the islands that you've been around is now like the barriers that can protect you from Bowser. Which is neat, but not really taken to... I, I don't know. It feels like it could be taken a lot further than it actually is. Um, I Just to, to put a pin on that thought, Nintendo's been 
farming out uh, way more games than usual to like outside studios like Toy uh, Koei Tecmo. Is that, is that yeah. who they use for it? Yeah. Um, and this is the first Mario game where I was playing it and I was like, if you told me Nintendo didn't make this and that another studio like was kind of riffing off the Mario thing, I would 100% believe it. And that's not actually a slam on the game. Like, I, I really like Bowser's Fury a lot. It just doesn't, it feels scrappier and more like a rough draft and more experimental than Nintendo usually lets itself be, which is good and bad, at least. What, what, what did you think? That, that was, the word experimental was exactly what came to mind. Like, this feels like a prototype of Nintendo testing some type of mode or format or template for a future game. Them saying, like, let's, let's see how far we could push the boundaries of, of Super Mario Sunshine, one of the greatest Mario games mm. ever made. We all agree. Uh, we could all agree, I think. Um, <laughs> though I, I would say, like, it doesn't have the same nuance or, like, sense of self as Super Mario Sunshine does in its world. But I really like the world. But it did feel like kind of like a Mario Light game mm. where it doesn't feel like a full flesh game, like a like a Sunshine or an Odyssey or, you know, even like Mario 64. My my biggest takeaway was I like that Nintendo was kind of playing at a survival game day-night cycle with Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> <Where it's> like, <laughs> you know, the zombies come out at night, but they're like, Bowser's coming out at night. And it's, it's I, I appreciated Nintendo saying like, let's let's take the day-night cycle and do something fun and, and uh, inventive with it. Inventive for Nintendo, I guess. Yeah, and I, I also like the heavy metal, uh, death metal soundtrack that blares uh, yeah. whenever Bowser <laughs> shows up with like, it is kind of a guitars. the the little islands in in the archipelago are essentially cordoned off, not cordoned off. They are sectioned off like paintings in in Mario sixty four or mm-hmm. you know whatever, where you can see sort of the task that the name of the task at least, like find the key or. Uh, smash through the ice cubes or whatever, like to tell you this is what you have to do. Here's a hint at what to do. And when you are pursuing one of those and then it starts raining, which means that Bowser is going to pop out in like 15 seconds. It There were a lot of times where I was like, not right, not now, Bowser. Like <laughs> I'm doing this, this like mini game where I'm ice I'm skating down a, a, like a ski ramp trying to collect these coins. Can you not like jump out and start shooting fireballs at me right now like it was it it's very neat and very novel but also uh, as is the case sometimes with new ideas like very annoying well there i will say this though there are moments when you're doing that when you're in the middle of trying to collect a normal cat shine and bowser shows up and when you do collect the cat shine he will get like sent away yeah um so there is kind of an exciting moment where it's like i am inches away from getting this thing bowser shows up and I'm like dodging the fireballs to get this thing to like shoot him away for another 10 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. So that kind of works for me. I'm actually into that uh, dichotomy. Yeah, yeah my, my favorite bit of that was there's one section where the uh, platforms are invisible um, yeah. until you like step mm-hmm. on them. Oh yeah. And it's like this kind of like series of spiraling up and going through kind of a maze that you, you mm-hmm. can't see. And about halfway through, the giant kaiju Bowser showed up and just started pummeling the area. And that, like, <laughs> thrill of, like, I need to hurry. But also, I have literally no idea where to go because I can only see about two feet in front of me at any given moment was 
was very good. The um, the density the density of the little islands I think is great because I, yeah. I they really do jam pack a lot of. I, while you were describing that, I was thinking about sort of memorable experiences. There's an early one where you have to fight those little bully ball guys that just charge at you mm-hmm. on this arena where uh, tiles are red and blue and they sort of switch every time you jump. So you have to kind of trick the guys into doing that. I was I was doing that challenge when Bowser attacked. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like, now I can't just jump out of the way of Bowser's fireballs or else I may jump to a tile that's not going to be there anymore. Uh, yeah, they, they really don't waste your time unless you do fall into the ocean and then have to, sw- or, you know, either swim to shore or, you know, swim to the dinosaur and ride him back. Um, I, I have an important question for Lise before we wrap up, which is how should we take the story between Bowser and Bowser Jr. And how concerned should we be? (laughs) I like that. I mean, Bowser Jr. has this kind of like wounded, uh, traumatized feel to him, which I was like, oh man, when you're, in the analogy of there's this kid that just, he wants his bad dad to just be a little less bad is kind of a sad story. Um, I love hero bad guy team team ups when you know the the long running hero and, and bad guy there's an even worse villainous force so they need to pair so I did I did like that a lot um, but this made me think to Thousand Year Door which mm. is the, my favorite yeah. Paper Mario where it's like you know your party is this this band of rogues and stuff so I I, I love the idea but yeah it it is a bit sad when you it think about it feels like an intervention honestly <laughs> yeah. Um, like, they, it, Bowser Jr. does help you, and uh, in multiplayer, another player can control them to kind of do the usual um, multiplayer stuff. There is, there is also in Super Mario 3D World, if you're playing in handheld mode, because me and Henry did this, uh, if you can touch the screen to do things like stun enemies or collect coins or smash open boxes. So, you know, having it's not ideal having his grubby little four-year-old hands <laughs> uh, still still sticky with uh, gummy bear residue, just like pawing at the screen while I'm trying to jump around, you know, uh, enemies or whatever, but it's it's a cool implementation. It, it did see the, seem, though, that Bowser's Fury even though it has multiplayer, unlike 3D World, which is a very competitive multiplayer, Bowser's Fury is entirely like assist based. Like fully, yeah. Ba- Bowser Jr. cannot like really hinder you in any way. You could just help. No. So that seems like maybe not for a four year old, but for like a five or six year old, that'd be okay. Yeah, sure. Cool. Well, why don't we go to a break and then we're going to do a lot of new skits and jokes and we can work <laughs> on some sketches that are going to be funny, but they're also going to teach you a lot about the Bible. So we'll be right back. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. 
And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com besties. That's rocketmoney.com besties rockandmoney.com slash besties you go get a phone you just want a phone to talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because they got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech you know the contract may sound good uh, up front but there's always some sort of catch you know who's not going to do that to you not going to pull that nonsense mint mobile their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye. To your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages, sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes Fees and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. We got some new hot reviews coming in off the presses. Um, two of them. I mean, we've gotten more than two reviews. That would be bad if that was all we'd done. But these two are special because when you look at them, there's a song inside of them. 
Do you know what? Do you ever see that? Like you see a, uh, some words, maybe a poem or whatever, and you're like, there's a song in there. Isn't that synesthesia? I think it is synesthetic. Yeah. It's um, like when you look at a house and you think, bones. Yeah. <laughs> Just full That's going to eat me. Uh-huh. Russ, why don't you go ahead and crack open the. The, the bones of this one review and find the song within and we'll try and figure out what video game tune it is here. Uh, this review comes from Thunder Horse. I like this podcast. I like this podcast. Rust asked us to subscribe outside of Spotify. I thought a review would be nice too. That's it. That's it, yeah. Then that was... Um, we, we've, we've already done this game. It's just a slightly different tune from the same game. This is Super Mario Brothers. We just went underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stage, what, one, two? One, one two. two. We've, we've done one, one. Now we're doing, I think we're going to go through the whole game. I think one, three <laughs> yeah. is going to be coming up pretty soon. I'm actually, for this next review, I'm going to skip ahead to um, my favorite little piece of Mario music uh, from uh, Yoshi's Island. It's from Ian826. He says, this video game podcast is better than video games. I don't play video games, but I never miss an episode of this podcast. I would listen to these guys talk about anything. My brother is more of a gamer, and I blindly followed the recommendations of this podcast for a Christmas present, and he loved it. Keep it coming. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was my Build ringtone for a long time. Not, not me singing the review, but <laughs> the actual tune. Is it bop? Anybody been playing anything? Anybody play anything else? Oh, man. Uh, I've got a great game to talk about, and Fresh loves it. So, today, we're going to talk about... We're going to spend probably the next hour talking about this one. It's called Spire Blast. I know. You're already into it. What if I told you it's (laughs) sort of like Boom Blocks and a 3D uh, puzzle match game. It's on mobile, but, but here's the big catch. You have to have Apple Arcade. Oh. But but here's, here's the other catch. <laughs> so many caveats to this. It's it's clearly designed for in-app purchases. But 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 here's the catch. Since it's on Apple Arcade, they had to strip them out. <laughs> so it is completely unbalanced. The first 12 levels are the hardest of 80. <laughs> it only gets easier <laughs> after the first 12. But 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 and this is the big catch. If you like knocking things down. It's a great game for you. Okay, okay. It's it's it is not Boom Blocks. At Plant said Boom Blocks, and I was no. like, oh, I'm in. I yeah, love Boom and Blocks. I was going to give him big ups because Steven Spielberg's Boom Blocks. Yep. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I believe he he, did. Is, he was very it, well involved. It was was just like a delightful and fun little game, especially if you're playing it with other people. Uh, um, just, sadly, yeah, this, this one's tough. actually much more like Steven Spielberg's unreleased X Y Z. Real snobby. Asshole yeah, that cut. was that was a deep cut. Uh, it is it is it is a fine game, but it, I would say if you're going to really go out there and recommend something on a precise platform as Apple Arcade, it better be a jammer. And yeah. this is not a jammer. Fine okay. game. Fine game. Spire. Um, I would have said release Boom Blocks for uh, mobile. Yeah, yes. yes. before I, before I would want to play this or that Connect Trebuchet game. Oh my God, Reketeer? Is that what it was called? Where you like had to use your arms to pull back a, uh, a like siege weapon and then launch it at a castle. I had I to review that, it. I had to review yeah. so many or so many Connect games uh, <laughs> while I was at, at Joystick and Polygon. Anyway, uh, Elise, have you been playing anything other than Mario? Uh, I've been playing Little Nightmares too. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, which. 
I I love you know the merging of macabre and cute. Mm-hmm. So I I was a big fan of the first game, and I like you know it is more of the same of what we liked in that one. They added the bent neck or not the bent neck, the long neck lady. Yeah, I keep yes. calling her the bent neck lady, like from Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the lo- but she you know the second she popped in, I was like, oh, okay, the, this is a whole other game. Yeah. Um, which for an indie you know, side-scrolling platformer, you don't say much. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we talked about it last... Was it last week? That we last talked? episode, yeah. Last, last episode, episode that we talked... Oh, right, we didn't record last week because of the apocalypse. Uh, we talked about it, you know, two weeks ago. That game, I don't know if it's like this for you guys, Chris, Chris and Russ, that game has stuck with me in a weird way. Like, I, and this happens sometimes when I finish games. Maybe it's just this sort of creepy vibe of it or maybe it's like the way that it ends uh Mm. but it's 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 a game that i kind of can't stop thinking about which i think you know is kind of kind of note noteworthy yeah Um, i i enjoyed it i thought it was a good game overall maybe i'll beat it russ and i have been playing the same game uh which is stardew valley with the big 1.5 update uh which i underestimated the scope of it that's a big it's practically DLC. Like, it's practically an expansion for Stardew Valley. It adds a ton of stuff to the game. Yeah, it's wild uh, how much was added uh, and the fact that he just keeps going back to it and throwing more stuff in because he has an extreme passion for making this game. I'm right. like, excited to see what he makes next. But honestly, like, so I started, I looked at my clock and my play clock had like 60 hours on the farm I was on. And I'm now at like 80, 85 and I'm not, close to being done with it so there's definitely a lot there um it adds like a new island and a new dungeon and new characters and new like end game activities which is really smart um for people who have invested like hundreds of hours into this game like now there is actual kind of challenging stuff for them to do again uh it's 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 very cool it just hit consoles uh, fortunately, like two days before the big uh, Texas power outage, so my switch kept me kept me company as we sort of mm. bounced around living situations for a while. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, should we dive into some reader questions? Yeah. Cool. Uh, this first reader question comes from fifty seven Hertz. This is a good question. Is Bowser's Fury a peek at what the next big Mario game will look like? Uh, would an Odyssey-sized open-world Mario even work with the hardware constraints on the Switch? Why does Russ say Mario like that? Um, so th- sort of three questions uh, there to tackle. One, one. Th- can you also read, because I'm curious, and this kind of dovetails into it, can you read the um, question here from Roland Coons? Yeah, there's a question here from Roland Coons. How does Russ say Wario? So you say Wario. You don't say Wario. Yeah. But you say Mario, but not yeah. Mario. Just right. Exp- explain that now. Yeah. So with Mario, it's a me, Mario. Fine. That's how he says it. With Wario, he says, it's a me, Wario. That's how he says it. So I'm just. You're like, under the impression that when Mario introduces himself, he says Mario and we are the ones who are wrong. Yeah. Mario. Ma- so Mario. you hear, you hear Ma- Mario. Mario saying Mario? Mario. He kind of. It, it's me, Mario. Yep. No, guys. This Mario. no. This Mar- is, Mario. This it's like Berenstein Bears. It is. It's not that he says it's me, Mario. He doesn't say it's a ma- mania. Like, what are you talking <laughs> no, about? No, Mario does that. Mario's it, it, Mario. 
But so he that is a wahart. Okay, sorry. Wow. This, wow. this whole time, I thought it was just Mario. Russ standing in his wrong truth and like Mario. being sort of obstinate about it. But you're telling me you hear it. You, mm-hmm. it, it comes from the source directly from the the, the plumber himself. Uh, I had a, a big argument with uh, my uh, household companion recently about this. And wow. it's interesting it because when I, it's been, con- yeah, it's been tense. It's interesting <laughs> because when I first played a Mario game, consider that like voice in a game was not an option. Like you were right. not going to hear yeah. a voice in the NES. Right. So the first person to say the word Mario was probably either a family member or a school person mate of mine who was like hey have you played the new mario okay so Mm. once it was baked in at a young age i don't know there's any then you started hearing it wrong because that's how your brain that's interesting but we should talk about blue dress white dress situation has nintendo ever emphatically uh confirmed pronunciation well funny you should say that I think I've told the story in the podcast before, but I'm going to bring it up because it's my favorite story. I was interviewing Shigeru Miyamoto about eight or nine years ago for MTV. And I said in one of my questions, hey, so with Mario, what do you do with blah, 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 whatever the question was? And he stopped the interview and was like, did you just say Mario? And he said that in English yeah. to me. <laughs> that's that's so, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> Slap you. Uh, we could also we could just call Charles Martinet and be like, "What did you say? How did you say it? When you said it, shake him. You just shake what him until the truth comes out." Okay, is this a peek at what the next big Mario game will be, be like? I don't. I think the next big Mario game is going to be Odyssey too. I think Odyssey was such a slam slam dunk in so many ways mm. that in the same way that we got Super Mario Galaxy too. Like, I do not think that honestly. I think the reason Bowser's Fury got this pack-in treatment is because of a certain amount of recognition that it's not enough for to be its own thing. Like I enjoyed it. I've, I've honestly, I've played it more than 3d world at this point, but I don't, I don't, if this had been the follow-up to super Mario Odyssey, I would have been like pretty hugely disappointed. So I, 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 I don't think that this is where it's going. I think the next one's going to be Odyssey too. Well, I think the question isn't so much the like scale of this as it was like the question about the structure. Is this structure of like an open world format for Mario versus the level-based stuff? Is that where things are going? I know. I I don't think there's a way in hell because of, because of that finesse that you get from like open-ish worlds, right? Right. Odyssey Odyssey is pretty open world. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's hard for me to imagine them like having a full game that isn't, so polished but that but i say that in galaxy one has the same issue and then galaxy two looks nice like galaxy one as you remember from when we did our episode on it the backgrounds outside of the worlds are just like png files of like a giant mario face it's like <laughs> it's really not a it's not pretty at times yeah um so i don't i don't know but i i doubt it i think you're right that mario 2 uh, or Mario Odyssey 2 is the right thing. Oh. On Bowser's Fury specifically, like I know we've been sort of like mixed on it. I am shocked at how full featured it is for a pack-in game. Consider yeah. so, so 3D World is like a $60 game with Bowser's Fury. So you get two of these. Bowser's Fury is like, an, I want to say an eight-hour game at least if you're trying to 100% it. Um, and it's fun. It's like a fun Mario game. Meanwhile, Nintendo is selling Skyward Sword in the summer, which is an 11-year-old Wii game for $60 and no real bonus. I mean, they're changing the controllers, but no real bonus content. 
this seems like a pretty damn good deal, even yeah. if it's not the best fucking Mario experience. Yeah, this ever. is actually a good game, unlike Skyward yeah. Sword. Yeah, bet- between this and the 3D All Stars collection and like Mario Maker Two, like there is a truly bonkers amount of Mario content on the <laughs> Switch right now. Um, I guess we need to wrap up, uh, Elise. Uh, thank you so much for for joining us. Where where can people find uh, you and your your great works? Um, I'm on Funhouse almost every day, youtube.com slash funhouse and roosterteeth.com. And I also do some side stuff. A published author. Oh, I I did it in October. I published a children's novel, A Night in Halloween House, which, you know, this March, if uh, <laughs> you're wondering what month it is, wonder no longer and just buy a <laughs> Halloween book um, because this this year does not matter. No. Um, but yeah, that, that uh, hopefully kids like i hope and uh and also i do some stuff at james willem's stuff on youtube uh, we can't change the name yeah <laughs> so um and can i just say i think i think nintendo was testing something with that game whether it's the day night cycle or they're trying to make that that lighthouse hub world a test i think yeah. i think there's something they're doing I, huh. I'd be curious to know if there's ever a way to like reimagine Mario to the level that like Breath of the Wild was a total reimagining of what a Zelda game can be. I don't think this this is that because it's the core of it is still very much traditional like 3D Mario. But I do believe that there is a version of that reimagining that could come in the future. They made it. It's Elise's favorite Mario game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you guys. Tell, you know, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This is yeah. always a delight. Um, next week, we're going to be uh, deciding the very best Zelda game of all time, according to the Good show notes. That. That'll be fucking fun. <laughs> um, and I, how are we doing that? Are we just like each picking one and, and arguing our case? It should be noted that this was Justin's idea and yeah. then he went <laughs> off the grid. Um, yeah. And I think it's a good idea and I think we will still do it, but I don't exactly know what he had in mind, but I think we will figure it out. We'll also okay. probably talk about Valheim sometime soon. I would yes. Yeah, I need to learn what that is at some point, huh? Yeah, it's good. It's Can good. I suggest a randomized bracket? Oh, it's a very kill your darling situation. And it it forces uh, you to make some choices that you normally wouldn't. Oh, so the seating is randomized. Yeah. Well, at least I don't know uh, how much of our show you've listened to, but I would argue that some of our bracket based content is among some of our worst content. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard any bracket stuff. sort of Royal Rumble style. Let's throw all these (laughs) links into a fucking box and see which one walks out is is, is the way to go. I do like the idea that like the CDI Zelda could come out on top with randomized seating. That that is pretty exciting. Hearing us spend (laughs) 20 minutes debating like Phantom Hourglass versus Spirit Tracks would be probably, (laughs) we would get a Raz four podcasts at that point um okay so that's gonna do it for us this week on the besties thank you for listening and there's probably stuff that justin says here that i can't remember but hey uh, like and subscribe leave a review tell your friends uh that that would mean a lot we're we're trying to you know find a, a way to keep the show going and ride the the train into more financially viable waters <laughs> and that's not where trains no usually go, go into the waters but um yeah and thanks for listening and may, be sure to join us again next week for the besties because shouldn't the world's best friends play the world's best games
besties.